Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season 2, episode 14, Face of Evil. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams, written by Jim Henshaw, directed by William Fruitt, original air date, February 6th, 1989. So we're back with season 2, episode 14, Face of Evil. Repeat actors in this episode, Lynn Gorman played Cora, the magazine editor, or whatever she was, the boss or whatever, and she also played Sylvia in Faith Healer, and Gwendolyn Pacey obviously played Joanne in this episode and in Vanity's Mirror. And I also noticed that two of these actors, the woman who plays Sandy, Monica, I don't know how to say her name, Schnarm, and the man who played the plastic surgeon... James Main Prize will be together in another episode that we haven't gotten to yet, Epitaph for a Lonely Soul in season three. And again, just a reminder that my notes are in real time and I left in all my questions and theories as I watched. We began in a cemetery and a girl carrying flowers and looking around and we see a flashback of her, her boyfriend and Helen from the mirror episode. One of the very few maybe two episodes where they did not get the artifact in the end, Vanity's Mirror, because honestly, they didn't look for it all that hard in that episode. (laughs) But at the end, we did see someone pick it up. So they're showing us a lot of the Mirror episode, and I was hoping it wouldn't be a whole episode of her walking around the cemetery remembering stuff, Mm -hmm. like like a clip show with clips of only one episode. Right, yeah. Now, oddly enough, the sister is remembering a lot of things that she wasn't there to see. I'm not going to go through all these memories. We've seen it. We've talked about it. Basically, she was remembering events in the Mirror episode. Helen's use of it and the people she affected, which, again, the sister wasn't there to see most of the stuff she seems to be remembering. Unless it's not supposed to be her remembering. Maybe she's just wandering around the cemetery and we're getting the background. It's for our benefit and she's really not remembering all of it. Because she wasn't there to see any of the stuff that they were showing right. us. So finally we see that she's visiting Hel- Helen's grave. And we're reminded of Helen and Scott's jump from the roof. And that someone picked up the compact at some point after the jump. And that someone was her sister. At the cemetery, she tells Helen's grave that she's keeping it safe and no one will be hurt by it again. And then we move on to a photo shoot where the photographer is paying more attention to one particular model, which seems to be making another model jealous. And Joanne is the photographer's assistant. I don't know if she's the assistant or she works for the magazine, but she's helping out the photographer. Mm -hmm. So Emery, who's the photographer, asks for more makeup for Tabitha, who seems to be his girlfriend, but not the model he's paying so much attention to. And she's also the jealous one. She argues about having more makeup because she's the star, but Emery Emery tells her that her career will be over if the shoot isn't a hit. So Joanne leaves her for a minute, and of course Tabitha goes through Joanne's bag looking for makeup or a tissue or something and uses the mirror and sees the reflection of Helen and Scott. So now I have problems. It's explained later, but at this point, I'm like, if Joanne wanted to keep the mirror safe, why is she carrying it around with her? Thank you. And although I don't remember specifics of the episode, I do know that Jack saved her from hanging. And because she's keeping the mirror safe, she must know what it does. Right. Right, right? Yep. So I imagine at some point, Jack and the others must have told her what it does at the time, even if we didn't see it. So why... If she wanted to keep it safe, didn't she give it to the people who were trying to lock it up in the first place instead of carrying it around with her? Well, she said, because it reminded her. Yeah, I have a problem with that, too. But (laughs) 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 we'll get there. 
And also, are they trying to show us that maybe Helen saw the last person and to use the mirror when she had it and we just didn't see it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I have no clue. At this point, it didn't make any sense. It seemed to be doing something totally different than what it did with Helen. Right. So over at the store, Jack is sick. So Mickey and Ryan force him to go to bed. To bed, Jack. To bed. Coughing. Stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> Stubborn, yeah. <laughs> and at this point, DC was watching. I didn't know he was paying attention. And mm-hmm. he yelled out, bed, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so I recorded him. So at the magazine office, Emery tries to talk up Tabitha, but the editor hates her and tells him to reshoot without her. Joanne tries to speak up for her as well, but the editor doesn't care. So as Emery calls Sandy, another model, and offers her the cover, Joanne discovers that the mirror is missing from her bag. As expected, Tabitha is not happy. She takes out the mirror and looks as if she's going to use it on Emery, but she doesn't. She just looks at her wrinkles. Back at the magazine, Joanne is still searching for the mirror. At the store, Mickey goes to wait on Jack, and Ryan answers the phone, but Joanne hangs up without saying anything. So Tabitha is talking to Spaulding, a plastic surgeon. She wants work done. He tries to talk her out of it because it really isn't necessary in his eyes. So he must be one of those... Honest. Yes. Plastic surgeons who doesn't want to do unnecessary work on people. She accidentally shines the mirror on him and sees him with a bloody face. They struggle at the top of the stairs and he falls over the rail and lands on a glass table. And his face looks just like it looked in the reflection. So instead of helping him, she looks in the mirror and her wrinkles are gone. We have another cup of time makeup case kind of antique here where she's going to have to keep killing people to retain her beauty. Mm -hmm. So at the store, Ryan is about to bring Jack his breakfast when Joanne walks in. She tells them about the mirror and says she kept it because it was all she had to remember Helen by. Seriously? Mm -hmm. What did they just get rid of all her stuff that she had in her room after she died? I mean, she had a room full of stuff. She lived in the same house. She must have had stuff everywhere. There was That's nothing. Probably yeah, because the parents were never home. <laughs> so there was nothing else to remember her by. Right. Why keep the worst thing possible to remember her? Right. Even her sports jacket. She could have kept her high school jacket. She could have kept anything in her room. She right. had a room, and she chooses the worst thing imaginable to remember her by. She's going to remember the worst part of her. Mm-hmm. So Jack asks Joanne to take Mickey and Ryan back to the magazine to retrace their steps. If they don't find it, Jack says they'll have to hope nobody dies. So Emery is not very welcoming to Mickey and Ryan at the shoot. Joanne explains that he's under pressure because Tabitha got both of them their jobs, and she's just been replaced on the shoot. So Joanne asks Emery if he's seen a gold compact, and he's a jerk about it, but he's a jerk about everything. And just then, Tabitha shows up on set. The editor or boss, later I find out her name's Cora, sees Tabitha and blames Emery for not shooting her properly because she looks fabulous and her photos didn't do her justice. So she asks if Tabitha is available for the shoot tonight, and if she comes looking like that, they might delay Sandy's cover. At this point, it's kind of obvious that she's going to have to kill somebody again before the shoot. Tabitha lies to Joanne when she asks her if she's seen the compact, and she says she hasn't. Back at the store, Mickey and Ryan have nothing to report. They think that maybe whoever has the mirror just doesn't know what it is and doesn't have any reason to use it. But Jack has been reading an article about the surgeon who died in a freak accident. And Mickey recognizes Tabitha and says she was at the photo shoot earlier. Jack says he wouldn't have noticed the article except for all the fashion magazines Mickey gave him to read while he was in bed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ryan says she's gorgeous and wouldn't have a reason to use the mirror, but Jack thinks maybe the curse changed, which we've never had before. Although right. this is like the first time they're going after the same object that they went after before, so mm-hmm. I, I guess, yeah, anything could happen. Tabitha Robin, she was at the photo session today. I wouldn't have noticed the story, except they're reading those fashion magazines of yours. Her face is in every one of them. She didn't seem very upset. Jack, it couldn't possibly be her. I mean, she's been the best in the business for years. Yeah, besides that, she's gorgeous. She'd have no use for the compact. Unless she's using it for some other reason. You mean the object's changed what it does? I'm not sure, but I don't like the look of this. Jack is going to call the coroner, and Mickey and Ryan are going back to talk to Joanne. You know, it's funny. I was thinking when he says, I'm going to call the coroner. How many times they go call the coroner or talk to the medical examiner? Like, how unrealistic that is. So far, different shows that I've seen, everybody's going to the coroner. Right, but these are just like plain old people. They're not police people. They're not having anything to do with anything. They're not lawyers. If I said, Kim, call the coroner and find out why this guy died, do you think they're going to talk to you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm going, nah, I ain't going in there. Right, but they're not going to talk to you anyway. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the shoot, Joanne tells Tabitha that she'll get makeup to work on it right away as the lines around her eyes are starting to show. I just love the way everybody just thinks it's okay to point out her wrinkles <laughs> like it's nothing. Oh, your wrinkles are showing. Let me get makeup. <laughs> yeah. Mickey and Ryan tell Joanne about the doctor who died at Tabitha's apartment, but Joanne doesn't believe that Tabitha has the mirror. She says she wouldn't need it. Number one, she's beautiful. Number two, she was given her job back. But before they leave, they ask Joanne to look through Tabitha's things just to be sure. Emery sends Joanne to find Tabitha for the shoot while Tabitha goes to see Sandy. She shines the mirror on her and sees her face burnt. She leaves Sandy, and Sandy sprays hairspray in her hair while smoking a cigarette. And we all know what happens. <laughs> so Sandy's taken away in the stretcher, and Tabitha insists on going on with the shoot. Cora, the editor, seems kind of impressed by her callousness. She was kind of smiling. Yeah, she to, was. Yeah. But Joanne is realizing that she must have the mirror. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space. The Final Frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And then we get the scene with the filthy feet and the disgusting sandwich eating. Oh, God. Oh, that's so gross. That's why. I mean, I understand why they showed it to us, because she's remembering how Helen was so callous about their friend Greg dying Mm -hmm. and didn't really care. So she's relating it to that. So she's convinced that Tabitha does have the mirror. After the shoot, Emery's trying to work his way back into Tabitha's life, but as soon as she leaves the room, he calls another model and tells her he can't make it that night. He's stuck at work. But he tells her that she and Tabitha will be sharing the runway and that Tabitha will get over it. All of which Tabitha hears. I mean, he didn't even wait till she was out of hearing range right. to get on the phone. 
apparently there was the photo shoot and now there's a runway show, I guess. Mm-hmm. So back at the store, Jack has a theory. The cuts on the doctor after falling through the table were only on his face, which, yeah, they should have been everywhere. And he says Helen used the mirror for love and respect, but Tabitha already has that. The coroner told me something very interesting last evening. That doctor went right through a heavy glass table, and the only cuts and lacerations that he got were in his face. I'm not sure I follow. Well, we've been expecting the compact to give the same thing that he gave to Helen, love and respect. Well, Tabitha's got all that. Except that Joanne said her career was in jeopardy. And her career's her face. Helen took revenge on all the boys who called her ugly. The compact is a simple weapon of revenge, and it feeds on the vanity of whoever has it. Because Tabitha's age was beginning to show, and it's starting to affect her career, the mirror might be working differently, as it might be a weapon of revenge that feeds on the vanity of whoever has it, which makes sense. I'm glad they made that make sense. Right. So Joanne is on set, and Tabitha is wearing sunglasses again, so we know she needs to kill somebody. Joanne goes back to look for her stuff, and Emery comes back to tell Tabitha that the other model is going first. Tabitha is agreeable, probably because she's planning on killing the other model next. And Joanne watches as Tabitha pulls the compact out, and then we go to the flashback of prom night, which we're not going to go through because... That was ridiculous. The first time around, I don't even care to talk about it the second time around. So we move on to rehearsal for the runway show. Emery is doing the photography now during rehearsal because it'll be too crowded later at the show. So he shoots the model who's supposed to go first, the one that I'm sure is next on Tabitha's list. I did begin worrying that she was going to kill Joanne, either because she finds out that Joanne knows she has the mirror or just as a matter of convenience because she won't be able to get to this model, whatever her name was. Right. And then when the model has a big crowd around her after the shoot, I thought I was right about Joanne. And Joanne is going through Tabitha's closet, and now I was even positive that she was going to get caught and she was going to get killed. Joanne's looking for the compact, but Tabitha has it with her. So she goes off to the side of the stage where the shoot's going on, but she shines the mirror on Emery as he's photographing the model. And then she shines it on the model. And when she looks in the mirror, Emery has blood on his face, and the other model has some sort of injury on hers. I couldn't tell if it was burns or what. Joanne shows up in time to see Tabitha standing there with the compact and a big light set up falling on both Emery and the model. And Joanne grabs the compact and runs. Tabitha runs after her. So Tabitha tells her that she knows exactly what the mirror does and takes off her glasses to show her her face is wrinkle-free. Mickey and Ryan show up to see the aftermath of the accident. So Joanne was trying to talk Tabitha out of the mirror, but she's holding it right in front of her, making it very simple for Tabitha to just reach out and grab it. Right. And then Ryan comes in screaming, because doesn't he always? Every time the victim has the upper hand and is trying to get the artifact away from the person who's threatening them, or has the artifact, or has a gun, and is trying to hold the person who's threatening them away, Ryan runs in yelling, Mickey! Or whoever, and distracts all of them so that the bad guy is able to either get the artifact or get the guns. And this is exactly what Ryan does. He comes running into the room and screams... He distracts everyone, and Tabitha is able to grab the mirror, because that's what he does. It's starting to bother me now, because he does it almost every episode. Yeah, even as, I can't remember what scene was, there was a certain thing, too, where that look, and I'm going, oh, God. There's a certain look he gave, like, towards the end, he's standing there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I noticed that, too. It was, yeah, it was kind of like, ooh. 
what is that all about? <laughs> but he does it every time. He's trying to rescue Mickey or trying to rescue somebody. And he runs in the room screaming, distracting everything that's going on. And it always goes wrong. Just like last week, they came up on the horse and Ryan was screaming. And mm-hmm. Abigail had the gun on, uh, what was his name, Rook in the Civil War thing. Oh, okay. Abigail had the gun on Rook, and yeah. Ryan and Mickey show up, and Ryan shows up screaming because he can't be quiet, which distracts mm-hmm. Abigail, and Rook grabs the gun and kills her. Right. He does it every time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my Ryan rant for the day. Just Judy would have told him, say less. Say much less, yeah. Stop yelling when you enter a room. So, Tabitha keeps trying to shine the mirror on on any or all three of them, but she keeps missing. Ryan picks up another mirror, and Mickey does the same. Tabitha shines it towards Joanne, but Mickey puts the mirror in front of her face so it reflects back on Tabitha, and the wrinkles come back. So she tries again, but Joanne ducks, and she hits the big mirror behind Joanne, and she has even more wrinkles. And then, just like in a cup of time, she ages far past the age she was and dies trying to reach the mirror. Mm Mm-hmm. So back at the store, they discuss Joanne. Jack says they can blame Lewis for all this, not Joanne. She's had to deal with her sister's death and now all of this. Jack wonders what will happen to her. Back at the cemetery, we see a shot of Joanne carrying two bouquets of flowers. So I guess probably one's for Tabitha. I don't know. So the cursed antique from Friday the 13th wiki is a gold compact lost at the end of Vanity's mirror is found, but it restores a model's beauty by killing others or mutilating their faces. So way back when we did A Cup of Time, Mm -hmm. we kind of related it to the warehouse episode with the camera that made people young, age before beauty. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But this episode seems to fit into that category as well because there's an antique that makes people young and the person getting young was a model. The difference is that they only had to kill one person in Warehouse to become young. In this episode and a couple of times, they had to keep killing to stay young. Just like the one with the guy with the makeup box who had to keep killing people to put blood on his face. Right, yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. What did you think of it? It was okay. When I first watched it, that's when I texted him going, which episode is it? And I didn't realize it was like a memory scene. Yeah. So, when I started watching it, there's a few things that, eh, I don't know, for some reason, I was hoping Helen's uh, hand just went up from the grave and grabbed her, but that didn't happen. Because <laughs> I'm so used to back in the day when those seeds came, you walking in the cemetery, yeah. somebody grabs you. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing was, yeah, I was thinking that when Mickey walked in they're gonna grab her the model like they did micah oh that's right okay so remember micah went on the runway yes and they were pretty crappy to her if you remember in that episode just like this photographer is like in this episode they all talked about her wrinkles like it was nothing and right. in that episode in warehouse they all kept calling micah fat which <laughs> she wasn't there's no Far way Anybody, any stretch of the imagination would think that she's fat. Right. And that's why I was thinking that Mickey would come in to do the same thing. Because she's a beautiful girl. Yeah. You know, so two things that I thought was going to happen did not happen. So if what I'm thinking doesn't happen, then I'm going, okay, it's a decent episode because it fooled me. Yeah. Because I'm thinking a certain thing. And as far as the contact, yeah, it changed it. Like I said, she had everything. Right. So that was a good twist on um, the same artifact. Right. Because in the first episode, both Helen and the woman before her, the one who sold flowers, mm-hmm. it worked the same way. So it led us to believe that it always worked that way. Right. But it, it had to do with the vanity of the person using it. So, yeah, that was a good twist that it changed. Um, at first, I was like, what is happening? Because I originally thought when I saw Tabitha get the mirror, I thought she was going to shine it at Emery 
who is going to be madly in love with her and not cut her from the shoot. You know what I mean? Right, right. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought this was okay. It was kind of a big clip show, really. You know, mm-hmm. they showed a lot of that episode. Yeah, they did. A lot of it. I mean, part of me was glad they were able to finish the mirror story because we never didn't know who picked it up. Right. But another part of me groaned when I saw it. I was just going to have to watch that original episode over again. Right. Um, Certain things didn't need to be only if she was in the um, right. memory and being there. But there was things she wasn't in. Right. There was a lot of stuff she wasn't in, which makes me wonder if, if all that stuff in the cemetery was really supposed to be memories or if it was just showing us the background. Because it didn't make any sense. She wasn't there for any of that. Right. So I think it was just showing us the background. Yeah. It had to be. And so once again, they're using the same kind of curse that we've already seen more than once. Yeah. And I said this a few I don't know how long ago now. I mean, I know they're using different antiques, but it seems they're just using the same curses over and over again. Right. And I hope that's not going to continue. You know, right. that just gets boring. Yeah. But it was okay. Yeah, I, it was. Like I said, it's a decent episode. Do you have anything else? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So we'll be back next week for episode 15. We'll see you next week. All right. I'll see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for season two. Episode 15, Better Off Dead. Happy Halloween! Bye. Bye now! This is Doug, reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com. On Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition. Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko. Pixabay user 147-98912. Free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the Warehouse.